Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me, your host, Katherine Jones, on This Needs to Be Said. My favorite part of the show is to talk about a book. I love to say this needs to be read, and this will be um, that time. This is just like any other time. Um, this book, however, is a biography. And if you didn't grow up on the blues, you, you've heard about it. And even though you may have not grown up on the blues, you even know the name of this guy's guitar. So the bio that I'm sharing with you today is King of Blues, The Rise and Reign of B.B. King. And the author, Daniel Divasse, is here today with us. To Did I know your name? I, I'm distracted. I want to make sure I got your yeah, name. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> He's here to share his work with us, and I want to tell you, welcome, first of all, to This Needs to Be Said, Daniel. Thank you for um, putting together this book. I love biographies, so I jumped at the chance to be able to interview you. Um, oh, well, before you. we get into, you're welcome. Before we get into the book, I want to know what inspired you um, to cover blues. Did you grow up on blues? What was your, your like, what was your background before? Yeah. Um, I'm from Chicago, and I grew up in the city, and once I was old enough, I would go to hear some of the great second-generation uh, electric blues guitarists like uh, Otis Rush and Sun Seals and, and Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy, of course, is, is still around and is now kind of the reigning king, really, of that whole genre. And then I, I listened to all the stuff that you'd imagine on record, um, you know, like The Stones and cream yeah. and eric clapton and all that stuff yeah. so i'd always had in the back of my head that i thought that i knew that the guitar sound that i loved really came back to bb king that he was the originator of the sort of pervasive guitar sound the, the kind of vocal style where, where the guitar sounds like a human voice when they solo on it i thought yeah. that came from bb king i wasn't sure and what what a perfect way to do a book to do kind of a journey to try to just yeah. prove it. And and that's what I did. I set out to connect the dots back, back from Buddy Guy and Clapton and Bonnie Raitt and all them back to B.B. King. And that's what the book was really all about. Fantastic. Listen, I didn't even know what to think. I was like, I don't even know what his answer might be. Sometimes I try to predict it, and you, you got me. A discovery, and you put together this biography where you've talked to people who knew him, worked with him, um, had life with him, and you're able to get, in my opinion, the most authentic story. A lot of times I'm watching a biography, and as soon as I'm done watching it or reading about it, I um, go to research for myself to see what part was Hollywood and which part was real. And so you, you fixed that for me right in the back cover of the book, letting me know this is where I pulled my information from. How did you begin to find these two? I know you're in journalism, but I always I'm always amazed with how you find the person or the connections you need to get that real story. And how do you know they're not just making it up and saying, "Yeah, I knew them." Um, I started with the first few people who would answer my emails or my phone calls, which is the same way I functioned when I was working at the Washington Post or at the Miami Herald. I, st I had no connections, zero, zero connections. Uh -huh. um, I really kind of started with the musicians because I'm a musician and I can talk music, which is kind okay. of, a, it's, it's both a universal language, but there's also, a, like if you're talking to somebody about radio, there's certain yeah. terms you know that they also know. So I'm talking to like Alfredson Nelson, the great pianist from Memphis, 
who's in his 90s, and I just call him on the phone, and then I start talking to him about different time signatures and stuff, and pretty soon we're, we've got a rapport. Yeah. And I worked my way through dozens of the musicians who'd played with Mr. King, and each time it's kind of a musician to musician. I, now, I'm not a great musician, but I'm knowledgeable. You know, I played the piano. I learned to read music. I almost became an orchestral mm-hmm. musician before I played in silly cover bands. So I know my stuff with music, I mean, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. at least in a, in a small way. And you just work your way through these sources. They learn to trust you. They know you know what you're talking about and that you're passionate and that you love the man that you're writing about. Mm-hmm. And in that okay. fashion, that I work sense. my way into Mr. King's inner circle, you know. That makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, wow. And to have people that, you know, they're protective of that information. What are you going to do with it, you know? And what you've done in King of the Blues, The Rise and Reign of B.B. King is – You've given me something to do when I'm sitting on my balcony. My husband has organized the balcony. It's so inviting, and I happened to get the book in the mail, and I went right out there, and we had like a um, a fall, summer kind of feel outside, and I was like, this is perfect. And then, of course, after oh, yeah. you know, reading the book and looking at the photos, and I had to go to the one part in the book, which is really in the beginning, um, when it, when you're talking about him performing at the prison. And as I'm talking about it, my husband was like, yeah, I even remember that. And I think my husband is really older than what he says. And I'm like, you probably were there, you know. But we, we went and we looked it up and we wanted to listen to the music. And and um, it was recorded live. So which it was like, okay, he just wrote about it in a book. Let's go and find it online. And, and I was able to find some um, one song, I think on YouTube, and it talks mm-hmm. about everything that you talked about, the the ratio of men and women that were allowed to be there, and, and some of them were mistaken for women. That Everything you talked about, I went looking for online, just like any <laughs> other biography. So I thank you for this. I thank you because oh. I only knew, like, as far as what I know, I know a couple of songs, and I know Lucille is his guitar, and I know that, you know, you better not say anything bad about B.B. King. Like, that's the basic. <laughs> So it's like, let's pull that back and, and let's get into it. And then I just watched uh, Ma Rainey's bio earlier this year, and who do you talk about in this book? And I was like, wait a minute. So I like to see where their lives cross, too. So thank you is what I'm saying with this book. Thank you. You've given me, like, this is a thrill. Um, now, as you're putting this book together, what are, your, what are you hoping um, that readers get from it? Well, it's really two different stories at least i mean it's a big life a big life mr king's life is a big life so the one story is for all the guitar players out there who have any curiosity about where the electric guitar comes from and where the guitar hero kind of comes from whether it be buddy guy that you worship or billy gibbons from zz top who did a blurb for me or Mm -hmm. bonnie Raitt, or susan tedeschi or um kingfish right that big new star out of uh, out of Mississippi any of the great guitar heroes of today if you if you're at all curious about where that came from or where the sound came from that you yourself are trying to play in your den because everybody bought guitars mm-hmm. during the pandemic you know that's what the book is for to some extent is I will give you that story of how the electric guitar became front and center and it's really also mm-hmm. Mr. King's story because he was the one who put it there the other story right. is just this uh, everybody throws out the word Horatio Alger, but it's the story of somebody who goes from impoverishment, and I mean the original definition, driven into poverty. Yeah. B.B. King came out of a family that was in debt every single year because that's how sharecropping worked. 
And his father, Albert King, through extraordinary hard work, lifted himself up to where he was a tractor driver and earning an actual good living wage. And uh-huh. I think our, our hero's first ambition was to be a tractor driver because he wanted to get out of debt. I mean, that was how bleak things were for him in the 1930s. And, but he had such surging ambition and such towering talent uh-huh. that at a certain point, Mr. King resolved that he was going to make a living playing music, which is not necessarily something you want to hear your son say. <laughs> but yeah, even had... to today, uh, yeah, I was talking <laughs> to someone about the creatives, and it's like, no, go get a real job. I was like, oh, gosh, this is a real job. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> and so he first focuses on gospel. He has an early influence named Archie Fair, who's a guitar-playing preacher, and Mr. King falls in love with his, his work and his gospel and his, and his sound. And he has a gospel combo, kind of like if you could imagine the Soul Stirrers, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Sam Cooke. Um, and and yeah. so his first, his first performances are with that gospel combo, and they go on the radio even in, in Greenwood, Mississippi, and nobody remembers this now. But at a certain point, he turned away from gospel to the blues, and that was, mm-hmm. I think, really just uh, just following where his ears were leading him. He had much broader ambitions than gospel, or frankly, broader than blues. He wanted to get into the rhythm and blues genre, which is this big, broad, beautiful genre of music, and he wanted to play 10 different styles of music. He wanted to sound like T-Bone Walker. He wanted to sound like Blind Lemon Jefferson. He wanted to sound, he wanted his guitar to sound like Sam Cooke sounded when he sang, right? He had vast ambitions. Mm-hmm. I know we have to wrap up. I don't, want, I don't right. mean to cut you off, but you have to get <laughs> on your book tour. I'm enjoying it. Thank you. Tell people where you would like for them to pick up a copy of King of the Blues, The Rise and Reign of B.B. King. You know, if you're in a city in in the Deep South, like in Mississippi, anywhere near there, there will be signed copies at your bookstore, uh, because I went to all those bookstores. But if you're anywhere else in these United States, go to your independent bookstore. They need your help. They need your help um, after this pandemic. Your your local bookstore needs your help, so go there. Thank you so much, Daniel Divasay. That's one more time I nailed it. Have a wonderful time and much success on your book tour. Thank you. It's been my honor. Thank you for tuning in to This Needs to Be Said. I hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Send me your comments and show ideas through the website at tntbsmedia.com. I'd love to hear from you.